0: Hey, book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also, a heads up so that we can have a rich and in depth conversation, there may be spoilers about the books we are discussing. right let's get started welcome to lucky season number three Mm. i don't know why it's lucky but it seems like it's lucky i feel good about this and episode two we are continuing with our dark of the winter reads and today is
1: mine it's your pick
0: it's my pick and
1: my baked good
0: and your baked good and my book has the word winter in it so (laughs) mine had dark
1: dark in it well
0: whatever so yeah, so why don't we start with tea, I guess?
1: Yeah, and tell us oh, we're yeah. Having? Yeah. So we're doing a plum deluxe tea because we love them. And I'm part of their tea subscription. So you can get their tea subscription and you can get ten percent off, I think, if I think you so. do it. Yeah, if you use um, our link. Books and our... tea podcast. I think just books and tea. Books and tea is our code. Yep. So for this lovely season of holiday celebration, they have prepared a vanilla toddy black tea. And unfortunately, you cannot get this tea unless you are part of the tea subscription service. Ooh, ouch. So, unfortunately, you don't get to taste the deliciousness in your mouth. <laughs> um, it has apple and hibiscus and rose, hmm. vanilla, orange, cinnamon, ginger, Cherries, cranberries. Love and gratitude, as always. And bourbon essence, right? It doesn't have any bourbon essence, surprisingly. Oh, okay. But it kinda tastes like it does.
0: Yeah. I guess after you read off all those fruity flavors, now I'm tasting the fruitiness in the tea. Yeah. At first I wasn't um it's okay. I think I I think it'll grow on me as I keep sipping on it.
1: It's also you didn't add any milk. I know. I didn't. I'm just want to. Saying. <laughs> I didn't want to add any milk, Corey. <laughs> Corey is a purist when it comes to tea, and I'm like, add all the milk into it, especially if it's a black tea because then it's like a creamy tea. Like herbal teas, I don't add milk into. But Ooh, that black sounds teas gross. I have to.
0: Hmm.
1: I am not found a black tea I can drink straight. So if anybody wants to take on the challenge of finding a <laughs> black tea that I can drink straight, game hmm. on. Okay.
0: Well, I think it's just a matter of taste, though. I mean, it's like I mean, it's like coffee. I mean, some people like sweetener. Some people like sweetener and milk. Some people don't like anything. I'm
1: also not a black coffee drinker. Mm.
0: See, I pretty much... I've weaned my... I've never really... Unless I'm doing a, a, like a latte-style drink, I don't put milk in my coffee. Mm. And I've weaned myself down to just a tiny dab of honey.
1: Mm. I can't do that. I feel yeah. like... If it's too black, it burns my stomach. Mm,
0: okay.
1: So, like, the dairy yeah. or non-dairy kind of helps coat my stomach to protect it from the acid from the coffee. Gotcha. Okay. And it hurts my tongue. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this is good. It's nice and light. Um, I'm not like, ooh, 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 must have a bag of it to myself, but it's certainly pleasant to drink. Has kind of that creamy. I can definitely taste, like, the creaminess from the vanilla. Mm-hmm. There's that fruity finish, which to me kind of makes the blackness, black tea, less tannic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, adi- the additions make it so that it's kind of naturally sweetened. Yeah. And I think for me, if I added milk to it, I, I guess for me, I like to actually taste the flavors. And when I add milk, I feel like it will mute the flavors.
1: Mm. I feel like the flavors come out more with milk. Like, I can definitely feel the orange in the back of my throat right now. Hmm. And I haven't had a sip in four minutes. Four minutes. Well,
0: wow, that's we've how been long to... we've been
1: going about tea. We're getting good at this tea thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's delicious. You can't have it unless you're part <laughs> of the tea club, so. <laughs> I guess doesn't to... get her own bag anyway.
0: That's all right. Well, I guess, you know, that's an incentive for our people to join um, the tea club.
1: Oh, and then we also, I brought over some banana bread.
0: Which goes really well with it.
1: I was thinking of, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to make banana bread, I need a black tea to go with it. You can't Mm -hmm. do an herbal tea with banana bread. That's gross.
0: Yeah, that sounds weird.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, Corey went extremely decadent last week. (laughs) I went extremely not decadent this week
0: it's a good banana bread we'll have to do a banana bread bake-off I make a pretty good banana bread Ooh. mine is kind of kick-ass if I do say so myself I mean mine is pretty kick-ass so I I, I didn't per- add
1: enough cinnamon this time I perfected mine for high altitude
0: and I'm very happy with
1: it yeah the high altitude gets you every time
0: every single time yeah I made cookies today and they're delicious. Yeah, but they weren't what I was looking for.
1: Ooh, you know what? They should you what you should do is you should smash them up and then add them on top of ice cream.
0: Mm, that could be good.
1: Cuz then it's like an almond toffee.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was an error. It said to bake the cookies for 25 minutes, which in my head, I now that... With hindsight being twenty, 20 I'm like, <laughs> who bakes cookies for 25 minutes? And it had you, like, move... Switch the trays halfway through. Oh. And I noticed the bottoms were starting to get brown. And I was like, oh, maybe I should check on those sooner. And then I got busy doing stuff. And then the timer went off and I opened them and they were, like, brown, brown. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dang it.
1: Well, you can try next time.
0: Yeah. But... That I was trying them out, actually, for a podcast recording, so I guess we'll call that round one of, and, and I guess, hopefully for the next one, I will <laughs> do better, because I was really sad with myself.
1: You know, we all fail.
0: I know, but I get really, I'm like, I just put all that time and money into making those, and they they don't suck, but they're
1: disappointing. That's how I felt about sourdough. I'm pretty sure I spent over a couple hundred dollars getting flour to try and perfect sourdough mm-hmm. and then it was like loaf 26 and I was like god damn it f you sourdough
0: <laughs> and you're like and, and I'm out I haven't done it since wow yeah I didn't realize you you, you oh, tried that hard with it was sourdough like
1: every other day I was trying to make mm. sourdough and it was just like this dense piece of cardboard <laughs> mm. dog, it was a do- dog warning
0: dog warning yep yes the reality of uh not having a fancy studio to record in, yeah, and having pets, yeah, it is what it is.
1: We're a low production podcast.
0: Yeah, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen.
1: True. Should we talk about books? Yes, your or a Dark book. of Winter book.
0: Right. So I picked The Winters by Lisa Gabrielle, and I kind of went round and round. I think I told everyone last time I was initially going to go with something kind of light and humorous with the idea being to balance out when it's, like, dark and cold and short. And then I felt pressure to come up with something dark. (laughs) Peer pressure. (laughs) Peer pressure. So part of when I picked books this time, I really wanted to get some things that have been languishing on my shelf of ridiculousness. Shelves of ridiculousness, Mm -hmm. I should say. Yeah. And uh, I came back to this one. And the reason I picked it up in the first place is that it's supposed to be a, depending on who you talk to, either a Rebecca-inspired or retelling of the story of Rebecca by Daphne DeMauri. I don't know that book. Oh, you've never read that? No. It's like a big classic. It's kind of like a gothic, um, yeah, I wouldn't call it a mystery, but... It's you've probably heard the first line, Last Night I Dreamed Again of Mandalay. No. Or Manderley. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I read it for a book club a million years ago. It was okay. I mean, you know, I don't really get into that Victorian gothic yeah, stuff. It's not, your, it's it's not, not, not your, really my yeah. thing. Um But it was an okay story. You know, it kind of has, it's in that same vein as like Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights. Mm. kind of dark and Mm -hmm. brooding and a creepy old mysterious house and a naive young heroine. And you don't know what's real and what's not real. And who's telling the truth and who's not telling the truth and who's on her side and all of that. So anyways, as I was like looking at some information for the book, some people were like, it wasn't a Rebecca retelling. It's just inspired by Rebecca so that was actually one of my questions is what do you use your opinion on retellings or books that are inspired by um kind of a classic book like obviously there's a lot of retellings of
1: jane austen all over the place all over the place yeah you know i think it's fine as long as it's original enough i think if it's if it follows too many of the same plots or there's, like, characters with two similar personalities of the previous character, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Like, okay. the one book you picked for me at the very beginning, um, it was a Jane Austen... Eligible yeah. by Curtis Sittenfeld. Yeah, like, there was a Darcy character uh-huh. and, I mean, it was good, but, but it was too close to the real deal uh... that I couldn't escape the okay. real deal.
0: okay. Whereas for me, having only kind of skimmed through Pride and Prejudice a couple of times, I enjoyed the modern retelling. Like, I know the story well enough that I have, like, appreciated the modernized characters. Yeah. And it made me chuckle. But it's not a beloved book of mine
1: either. Right. I think it's uh, so Chris and I have started watching the Frankenstein Chronicles on Netflix, which. Mm, I think Robert's been watching that. It's so good. It's weird and creepy. It is. Okay. And I love every second of it. (laughs) But, you know, it has um, what is her name? Mary Shelley, is that who wrote Frankenstein? Yes. So she's like an actual character yeah. in the show. Interesting. And then he, I mean, there's just a lot of similarities to that story, the okay. Frankenstein story uh-huh. and what's happening in this TV show of like uh-huh. what he's trying to figure out. So I think that's cool, mm-hmm. but.
0: So you like it when it like branches out and like does a twist on the original. Yeah. That's an actual retelling. Yeah. I don't, I don't like okay. that as much. Okay. Well, so it's been, like I said, it's been quite a while since I actually read Rebecca. But my memory of it is, is that I would say this is a retelling, not an inspired by. (laughs) There was enough that was similar-ish. I mean, even the first line of the book, it was like, last night I dreamt of Rebecca. Not, oh, did it say last night I dreamt of Rebecca? I thought it said left here, I have it right here. Oh, yeah, last night Rebecca tried to murder me again. It has been a while since I'd had that dream, not since we left Ashley, a place I called home for one winter in the bitterest part of a spring. The dream only ever recurring when Max was gone and I'd find myself alone with Danny. So I thought that was pretty good. Oops. Um, (laughs) I thought that was a pretty good hook.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay,
0: I want to see where this is going. All right, all right, let's keep going.
1: Yeah, so do you want to do a brief
0: synopsis of this yeah book. i did i did do it when so um there's a few things about the storyline that i was kind of like yeah, this seems like a little bit of a stretch but you know it's that kind of book uh so it's about a young woman an orphan who is swept off her feet by the dashing older max winter hence the name uh when he charters a boat from the company she works for in the cayman islands and they end up having this whirlwind romance and then he very suddenly proposes marriage to her And she's like, yes, I want to marry you. And so she picks up and leaves her not-so-great island life Mm -hmm. uh, to move to Long Island. (laughs) From the Cayman Islands to Long Island. thank you. Yeah, in the middle of the winter. And uh, the winters own this private, have an estate on a private island that they've had forever. And so she quickly as I think often happens when you rush into a relationship, (laughs) she quickly realizes that she doesn't know Max as well as she thought he he did. Or she did. And um, she, there's many secrets in the Winter family and surrounding the death of his first wife, Rebecca, which is a nod to that, but it's Rebecca with a K and an H. And then she also has to navigate the complexities of dealing with a, as I put it, a sulky, spoiled and resentful teen stepdaughter. (laughs) And then Max keeps getting moodier and moodier. Like, the intensity builds in this thing. And so then it leads to an explosive finale on their wedding day. And I don't know that I'd want to say much more than that because...
1: That is a huge spoiler alert. No, it's not. The wedding day? Well, they were engaged. I know, but like the thing that happened well i know but it uh, if, look at us not spoiling it remember that thing wink wink no, no, about the no, dress no, no, wink, no, no, wink. No.
0: because it says on the on here um oh i guess it doesn't say that they're getting married hmm.
1: just spoiled it
0: well no because very quickly i mean
1: you it's like what it, what is that it's like an atomic bomb <laughs> well, I use the word explosive. I mean, that would that like, would hint at a bomb. It, and there's like some like anxiety, <laughs> and then they go out to this new place, and then all of a sudden things are okay, and then things are not okay, and then it's like here is a mushroom, yeah, and then it's just all comes yeah. crumbling down.
0: Yeah, and I will say. Again, it's been a while since I read the original Rebecca, so I can't really honestly remember how much the twists and turns at the end mimic and mirror that, but there was definitely a few things that I didn't see coming.
1: Um, I didn't see any of it coming. Really? Like.
0: It just like smacked you in the face. You were like, holy shnikes.
1: Completely, especially with Danny. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, (laughs) dude, she is a bad word. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a bee with <was> an itch <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> and i was like why like i had a stepdad i wasn't that mean to my stepdad mm-hmm. i don't think my step siblings were that mean to my mom i mean maybe they were but not like not like that
0: yeah but it, you were also not a rich spoiled lady
1: it's true yeah mm-hmm. who big lost difference. your mama <laughs>
0: yeah
1: big difference yeah but yeah it's explosive the ending is explosive.
0: Yeah. It literally. really oh yeah. I didn't see the ending ending coming because that's one thing is so this the the way the book is set up is that first there's like a prologue, I guess we'll call it. Um, and I read that first long sentence. <laughs> and and so you get this one impression as, as the book starts unfolding, you you are kind of led to some certain assumptions about who she is with post the drama like you know there's drama that happened. Right. And you make some assumptions on who that is based on how things unfold very quickly. Yeah. And then you get almost to the end and you're like, oh, Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was not what I thought at all.
1: What? Yeah. It was the complete opposite of In a Dark, Dark Wood. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew exactly who did it. Right. And this one I was like, "Uh, I mean, both people could have done Mm -hmm. it. Or maybe the Mm sister-in-law. Like... Like, there's just too many unknowns about what the hell is happening. Right. But.
0: And and I even went back and reread that first little bit to see if there was anything that gave a hint as to who she was with. And I was oh. like, nope, it was left really ambiguous. But given that it was a story about a romance, you made yeah. some assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: It was a good shock shock <laughs> your pants off book.
0: Right. It certainly was. And I think it had a lot of interesting characters.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I, although I, well, and here's the other interesting thing is, uh, here's one of my questions. Did you notice that the narrator is unnamed? Ah, you did not catch that. You didn't catch that. Which is, I think, what happens in Rebecca. Um, So, and that's where it's very similar is, you know. Isn't it
1: told in first person though?
0: It is, but you never get her name. There's a couple comments when they're like, I like her name so much, or it's an unusual name, but oh. you never get her name. Which is one of those nods to Rebecca, because the narrator in Rebecca is also the the second younger wife who remains unnamed throughout the whole book.
1: Holy moly, I did not realize that. What the F? <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Just Blue curious mind. I guess
1: I, like... No. Maybe her name was Pixie.
0: <laughs> Pixie <laughs> seems
1: to agree. <laughs> I guess you're right. There is no there is no name. Mm-hmm. Good good question. Yeah. Good blowing my pants off. Whoa. Now I'm kind of irritated, but <laughs> I wish I would have <laughs> known that. Ah. Because even the boss, I guess, doesn't say her name either. No,
0: no. You just don't know her name the whole time. I kept looking for it. And they make some very specific allusions to her name, so I think you kind of keep her waiting for it and then it never happens. What were
1: your, what were the allusions? I didn't even get the allusions. Um,
0: I think when she first meets Max, he says something about, I like your name, it's really unusual, or something along that line. Oh. And then I think at a later point, Danny, the stepdaughter, is like, what kind of a name is that? Or, some, or like one of their friends says, oh, that's an unusual name. Where did that come from? Oh. You know. Uh. uh
1: <laughs> how irritating.
0: All right, moving on now that I've irritated <laughs> Curie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So did you think the meeting of Max and our unnamed narrator was realistic? No. No? You were just like, no. What would well, have made it more realistic for you? I'm just curious. Uh, I mean... Let me rephrase that. I guess the meeting meeting wasn't unrealistic, but to the developed romance, whirlwind romance, was. Well, that
1: <laughs> I, I think it's realistic because I think a lot of young people like to get married as soon as humanly possible, even if they've only known that person for like three months. Mm,
0: okay,
1: like I think it's like a trend, mm-hmm. at least in my younger generation or people younger than me. Like,
0: but she wasn't out seeking someone to put a ring on it.
1: I know, but I also got the feeling like she was 22. Right, but she... And 22-year-olds make stupid decisions. Okay,
0: I'll give you that. Like... And she was kind of in a crappy situation. And she got swept
1: up off her feet. Like, of course. I mean, if some man were to come up to me and be like, I'm going to buy you this thing, and then I'm going to give you, like, the best orgasm of your life, and then I'm going to, like, blah, 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 and take out on a boat for seven days. Like, that is... A facade of romance right right? and at 22 I personally would probably be horrified if that was happening (laughs) to me but I can see that a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are especially unsure of what is happening in their life would be like oh yeah I should snag him while I can because Mm -hmm. life has been so shitty to me to Mm -hmm. begin with so this one good thing is happening right but then it's a shitty thing anyway so so here's a question then
0: given what you know about the ending now, mm-hmm. do you think that Max just jumped on a good opportunity, or do you think that he was planning this almost from the get-go? Like, do you, you know what I'm saying? No. So, he... Spoiler alert, <laughs> for those of you that may want to <laughs> read this book. Well, no, I... So, so he... A certain thing has to happen in order for him to inherit his money, right? Right. Um. So, he is marrying a young, virile young woman.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean,
0: I mean, do you think, do you think he, okay, let me ask it this way. Do you think he really loved her or do you think that he saw this as an opportunity to move forward in the life that he desired? I think,
1: Oh, (laughs) I think he loved her in the way that he could love her. As, like, a pretty object to own. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we got from Rebecca. Rebecca was this pretty object to own that you can be proud of on Mm -hmm. your arm. But we don't actually get a sense that the narrator is actually pretty. But she's young and Mm -hmm. she's infatuated with him, Mm -hmm. which boosts men's ego of, like, Mm -hmm. I got this 22-year-old and she loves me. and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think he loved her how any psychotic person could love somebody else. Right. So you think he was psychotic? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Slightly. Slightly.
0: <laughs> um No, I would agree. I mean, I think, you know, I, I mean, that was kind of one of the plot points. Like, obviously, you had to move this forward. You had to start the book somewhere. Where, you know, people get whirlwi- get caught up in whirlwind, whirlwind romances all the time. So from that standpoint, I don't think it was necessarily unrealistic. I think, you know, that that what is her name gabrie lisa gabrielle she did kind of created the situation where our narrator was in this really crappy situation and of course if it's choosing between (laughs) you know your your boss or who's kind of grumpy and mean and kind of a static life where you don't have any money and any friends or social life and a, a handsome dashing man who offers to take care of you probably most of us would be like, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean,
1: that sounds kind of nice sometimes. Right? Yeah. And again,
0: if you're 22, 23, fairly young and naive, yeah. Well,
1: I think anybody, like... I don't know. I think it's... Anything that moves too quickly, I question the authenticity of it.
0: Mm, mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. with
1: anything, like if a job moves too quickly, (laughs) like if you apply for a job and then Mm -hmm. they offer it to you two days later, like that to me puts up some warning signs. If you know, you Mm. sporadically decide to buy a dog kind of puts up warning signs. (laughs) Like I, Cats, fine. Dogs are like children. Like, you have to train them. And I'm excited (laughs) that a lot of animal shelters and things are not allowing people to buy other people presents, like dogs as presents for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But I think anything that moves too quickly, I question the authenticity of it, Mm -hmm. of whether or not this is a good idea, because... Can you have really thought through all the... It's like drinking a fine scotch. You don't just chug it. You, like, slowly sip it. You hold it in (laughs) your mouth, and then you swallow So you can really enjoy it. But if you're like, hey, I like you. Mm -hmm. Hey, two days later, maybe we should move in together. And then it's like three months later. Hey, do you want to get married? I'm like, "Mm, have you farted in front of each other? That's a good question. Like, or pooped or done any of the gross things that we do as couples or as individuals that we do with people that we're comfortable with. Right. So Hmm. I don't know. It all freaks me out. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a slow progressor.
0: No, I think there's some points there. I mean, you know, I've certainly known people that have had whirlwind romances and do they end well? Um, I'm trying to think of a few. I mean, <laughs> I'd have to think through who those people are in my life and I don't that we don't got time for that. But um But
1: they're obviously not very memorable and things probably didn't work out very well.
0: Well, I think probably I could
1: come up with a couple, but I'll have to think on that.
0: Um Yeah, but I also have known people that have dated for years and gotten married and then their relationship is still dissolved. So I I think it really depends on the individuals. Yeah. But I think certainly the longer you're with someone, the better prepared you are, I think, to navigate the awkward, the real bits, the rocky bits. Right. Instead of just the, ooh, I find you sexy
1: bits. Right, yeah, like I actually like you enough for that. Mm -hmm. like we need to go and seek help Mm -hmm. in order for this relationship to continue like right that to me is a Mm -hmm. mature Mm -hmm. relationship right but okay yeah i don't know i don't even know if i answered your question
0: no i think you did p.s i had like 12 hours to respond to my job offer but that's a whole other thing
1: you had 12 hours something weird like that holy shit anyways but i mean you interviewed right right but it wasn't like you put in your application 12 hours later. They're like, hey, um, you want this job. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like 20... Usually a day is what people say. Yeah. So that's like a full day. Yeah. Like if they offered it to you at 7 a.m., <laughs> you had 12 hours <laughs> until 7 p.m. to think if you
0: wanted it. <laughs> oh. Anyways. It, I, I, it worked out, and there was reasons for that time. It was just when like, <laughs> And I was like, well, we kind of spur of the moment decided on a dog. Oh, no, we took several months, but...
1: We, you take separate like you think about it yeah anyways i just mess with <laughs> sorry <laughs> to offend anybody if you're in a hot toddy relationship of
0: <laughs> nice day. yeah
1: whatever you
0: do you it's okay we're I not might ju- just
1: judge a little bit
0: <laughs> i'm not judging Kiri can do the judging for us. i'm not <laughs> so um how did the author create tension for you because i feel like
1: this book had a lot of tension How did it create tension? Yeah. Can you think of any? I mean, I don't like conflict. So the whole book caused Uh, tension. Oh, okay. Like, there was conflict with every single character Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. There was never a point. Mm. Oh, I guess the sister-in-law and the unnamed narrator didn't have any tension.
0: No, but there's a couple times when the sister's like, oh, you should totally do that. I'm going to talk to my brother. And she's like, no.
1: Right. That's but, true. But that was a
0: very mild tension compared yeah, to what compared you're talking about. Yeah, everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. What about for you?
0: I think that, you know, I, I, I think you articulated what I probably would have thought of. I think, yeah, just the amount of conflict. And then I think this really definitely followed that, like, classic buildup. Like, you know, it's kind of like, la, 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 la. Ah! <laughs> yeah and then it's like and i'm gonna unveil this thing and you're like what right and then i'm gonna unveil this thing and you're like what yeah and um, i mean everything from like what happened in the greenhouse yeah. to the whole wedding dress thing right. like um to the revelations around danny yeah i mean there was just it was just loaded with Red herrings, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like... It was... Yeah. A lot of conflict. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and again, I think as you... Uh, you know, you, I almost wanted to, like, go back and re-skim some of it because after you got to a certain point and you started really realizing how many manipulative mm-hmm. and dominating max was, I wanted to like go back and reread some, some lines and some interactions because yeah. I was like, Oh, I think I misread that situation before. Or I,
1: I kind of discounted that a little bit. Well, I want to know like how Rebecca must've been mm. because mm-hmm. they didn't really talk about Rebecca, but they were like, you're not going to replace her. Mm-hmm. But she also kind of sounded like a bitch. Mm-hmm like a spoiled pompous like I'm going to spend 2.7 million to restore the original mm-hmm. wood carvings that were in the dining room in mm-hmm. 1657.
0: Right. Yeah, but she also seemed very beloved. Right. But I mean that could have been a facade too. I mean,
1: but like the cook was like super anti unnamed protagonist. Yeah. And it was all anti or it was all like you'll never replace Rebecca. Well,
0: but I think again how she maybe interacted with Max and Danny versus the cook could look very different. That public persona versus the intimate persona of being your true self. Yeah. And I think she definitely had, I think, multiple faces that she presented out. I mean, you know, she was kind of a victim, but at the same time she was also portrayed as not a particularly likable like you felt bad for what happened with her but at the same time you weren't i wasn't like overly sad either if that makes sense yeah i was kind of like oh well that sucks i for think you. i was
1: definitely more sad about the kitty <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that was pretty gruesome we'll just leave that for the readers to discover
1: mm-hmm. so and then today i was watching something on instagram where some, the kids put like this adorable little puppy and coated him with glue and then threw him in a mud pile. And <gasps> I was like, why are people oh. so mean to little creatures that literally cannot protect themselves? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're digressing, but we are, I brought up the kitty. So
0: I have like two more questions and then you can ask me any questions you have. I feel like I'm interviewing you today.
1: No, we're interviewing each other. Oh,
0: that's true. So what makes something a page turner for you? Well, before we get there, wait, wait, let's back up. Any last thoughts on the winters? Would you recommend it to someone else, and who would you recommend it to? Mm-hmm.
1: I would probably recommend it. Mm-hmm.
0: Just because it's kind of twisty-turny? Yeah, yeah, just
1: because you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And that's can be enjoyable. Sure. And because... we've
0: actually done a pretty good job of not... Discussing the, we've not spoiled really the end. I mean, I know it's we've true. given some details, but I think more than anything would be people.
1: You have no idea what is yeah, in store for you. We've you actually done a really
0: good job of dancing around us. that. <laughs> Air
1: high five. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't want to like smack blow everyone's eardrums out. You know, I would recommend it. I think. I would not recommend it to some people who are like extreme feminists because I think that this is like the anti-feminist book. Right. But I do think that if you're looking for an escapism um, thriller, thriller, chiller, mystery, mm. what the F happened book, I think this is a good book. Yeah but I would only give it to certain people. Like I would not give it to Chris. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris would like it. I don't think Sydney would like it. I don't, that, that was my second, like that's who <laughs> I had in mind. I was like, Oh, Sydney would definitely not like this. So
0: who would you give it to? Any, anyone that I know?
1: I'd probably give it to Aubrey. Okay. Hey Aubrey. Hi Aubrey. And I have a I coffee
0: w- if you like it, Aubrey
1: might give it to my aunt, hmm, Okay. which I don't think you met my aunt, but I don't think so. She is also a literary nerd.
0: Okay.
1: Ooh. And maybe my cousin Rebecca, Oh. But hers is double the, C. Uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably give it to my coworker, Morven, Cause she's a thriller, chiller kind of lady. Um, you'd yeah, have to think on that.
1: Hmm. I only say Auburn because I was at her house today and she's like, you didn't like into the woods. And I was like, <laughs> it's just not the book that I wanted to talk about. And she's like, but it's so good. I was like, I know, but I had the likeness in my head, And she's like, yeah, the likeness is much better. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost picked the likeness just to be a smartass, <laughs> and then I was like, "You might beat me over the head if I do that." So, I want to reread it again. That was yeah. a freaking creepy ass book.
0: Well, I was thinking about it for police procedural, but then I decided, you know. Move on Ooh. to something new.
1: Yeah, I moved on to something real old with that one.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> <Real> oh <old. laughs> boy. I haven't looked at the list in a while. I'm nervous now. <laughs> uh, never heard of it, I promise. Okay, so back to my question what makes something a page turner for you? Because that's what this is. Like, but both of these books are, right? Yeah. Really at heart is something that, I mean, because ta- I think we talked about it last time. We both read this book in like less than three days, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and
1: same with the other one too. Right. I think what makes a good page turner is, or what makes a page turner for me is that figuring out who done it mm-hmm. in both mystery and like, or what happens to them, like in love stories, like in the mm-hmm. British romance, like I okay. want to know how their story progresses. Cause mm-hmm. it usually starts off very sad and then something happens and there's trials and tribulations. So <laughs> it has to be quick moving, mm-hmm. but it has to kind of give you a perspective into the person's life that you're okay. reading. So you want to be invested in the
0: characters, Yes. 100%. Okay.
1: If and then, I'm not invested. I'm not going to read it. Okay.
0: Yeah. So either a plot that you want to see how unfold, how it unfolds as quickly as possible yeah. or characters that you're really excited about. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's why I really like magical realism and young adult and uh-huh. sci-fi, is because it's kind of a common trend of like sure. the characters are strong, <laughs> yeah, and it's an interesting like mm-hmm. this person can turn silver into gold. What the hell is that about? There's a white <laughs> god thingamajig. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about for you?
0: Um, I mean, I think probably it's mainly the plot. Um, you know, honestly, if I think about page turners, it's usually some sort of like suspense or mystery. And usually what I remember more about was what people did than the people themselves. Yeah. Um, I like the characters themselves. I may not, they may not necessarily stick with me so much. Like if you had to ask me the name of the girl on the train or in gone girl, I'd be oh, like, yeah. I don't know. But I if know you ask her. But yeah, I know who the authors are and I know what happened in the books. I could right. tell you, know, but can I tell you any of the characters' names?
1: No. Oh man, I read those books so fast though. That's well, the that's problem. Po- that's it's the point. Like yeah. You read it so fast that you kind of lose the smaller mm-hmm. details. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love Emily Blunt. God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what else. I, I mean, maybe a little bit of character investment, but really it's, I think for me, it's the story. Where's the story going? Because you know and and usually there's some sort of mysterious something something because if it's something more descriptive or about the characters it's gonna take me a while yeah and it's yeah Hmm. Mm -hmm. so maybe some sci-fi too you know so yeah anything that is really action-packed i think yeah that's gonna be what's gonna make me keep moving forward and YA, because it's just easy.
1: Yeah, it is yeah. easy. And it's usually like, I think YA authors, good YA authors, do a good job mm-hmm. of making sure mm-hmm. that you get emotionally invested in the story mm-hmm. and of the people because it's for younger, right. a younger audience. And mm-hmm. we all know that attention spans are slowly, slowly disappearing into goldfish status. Yeah, indeed. All right.
0: Any questions for me? No. None? Alright.
1: You answer, you asked all the good questions. Sorry,
0: I did some prep work. <laughs> that's what we were supposed to do, right? I thought that's what we talked about doing. So I
1: was like trying to be prepared and stuff. You were prepared. Yeah. That was good. Alright. What do you rate this book?
0: <sighs> um
1: three and a half stars. Okay. I would say three, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do. Did think... you
1: like in the dark dark wood better or do you like this one better? <sighs> Now we get to compare and contrast even more so.
0: Um, I think this one edged it out slightly for me. Really? Just slightly. Um, They were about on equal ground. They were so different. Yeah. But I think the twists and turns at the end of this one were a little more fantastic than than in a dark dark wood because like you said we kind of you know we kind of knew what was happening it was more kind of there it was more the why Mm -hmm. than the what yeah
1: i liked the that book for the why Uh i liked this book for the not seeing it coming yeah yeah
0: it just kind of slapped you in the face all of a sudden yeah and then it was like a train wreck like you like it didn't slow down it was like (laughs) and then this is what really is going on and then this happened and then you're like
1: it's like a magic trick
0: yeah Ooh, question what do you think happened to max
1: you know, he's either dead or there's going
0: to be a second book. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. There's only two choices there, That's how I He's either don't alive answer or dead.
1: I mean, I would think that he's not dead.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to, time will tell. Maybe, maybe, a uh, Lisa or, Gabrielle will give us the inside scoop. Maybe. Um, Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I think they were both fun. I mean, you know, neither of them are probably going to last in the vault of my mind very right. long. But I think they, as far as check, check, page turners, mm-hmm. good distractions winter in the dark winter time. Yeah. Yes, I would recommend them to yeah. people to yeah. read. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. So next week, or in two weeks.
0: Two weeks. We are moving on to, what is it? Mythology, mythology, Fables, Norse. and fairy tales. Yeah. With We're doing Curious Pick first, I think? Yeah, we're okay. doing
1: um, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. And then...
0: And then I picked The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. Dun, 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 okay. Which, again, has been on my bookshelf for... I think I won that as a... Actually, I won that as a Goodreads giveaway, probably. I mean, I think that's an advanced reader. So, I mean... The third book is coming, and, and part of it is the third book is coming out next year.
1: Oh. And
0: I was like, I want to read the first
1: two. because I didn't I, know that it was a series. Oh, yeah. there's I've one- only read the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. The
0: second one is called, I think, The Girl in the Tower. And then I have no idea what the third one's called. I think I have the advanced reader in that pile over there on the floor. Oh, but okay. um, I was like, I better get Well, me. these two
1: books are completely opposite yes as opposite can get so i think it'll be fun to compare and contrast Mm -hmm. the difference between Mm -hmm. them yep and if we can because they're so different
0: well i I have some ideas but we'll hold on to that for the actual podcast for next time for next time all right well until next time we'll see you soon happy reading talk to you soon maybe see you soon depending on who
1: you are it's true okay ciao ciao Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter.